It's time for Let's Make Kids Books, where you'll learn how to easily create, publish, and sell your own children's books today. Whether you're just getting started or want to increase book sales and attract more readers and fans, you're in the right place. And now your host, children's book author and founder of letsmakekidsbooks.com, Bo Blackwell. Hi there. Thanks for joining me for the Let's Make Kids Books podcast. Today I wanted to do something a little bit different and share with you a couple of interesting and I think exciting trends and news stories that I've seen uh, just over the past few days that relate to children's book publishing and really are especially exciting for self-published children's authors, which I am and I know that a lot of you out there are and and some of you are aspiring authors and I think self-publishing is a great way to go. And so there's been some interesting things that have kind of come to light that I wanted to share with you because I think they have um, a potentially positive message for all of us and, and some encouragement that we're doing the right kind of thing. So the first one comes from an interesting article that came out in Publishers Weekly. Um, it was a big survey that was done of the book publishing industry, uh, or specifically children's book publishing. It had all kinds of data about what categories were selling and what ages were buying, what types of books, and all kinds of things like that. I'll link it up in the show notes because it's got a lot of really interesting information to dig through. Um, so it's got all kinds of sales data for children's books over the past several years, and I noticed some interesting trends that I wanted to mention and share with you. So the big one really is the move to the online purchase of children's books. Um, the, so over the course of 2012 and 2013, uh, there was a huge shift in the industry in terms of where customers started buying their children's books. Prior to that, the big box retailers, uh, specifically big bookstores like Borders and Barnes & Noble, totally dominated the uh, percentage of purchases of children's books. However, in 2012 and 2013, uh, which was the end of when this survey went through, uh, suddenly the number one retailer became online e-tailers. So companies like Amazon or BN.com, which is Barnes & Noble's imprint, and then there are a bunch of other e-tailers as well. But they jumped from third place in 2011 all the way up to first place in 2012 and again in 2013, and it's kind of holding steady there. So, you know, a lot of this probably has to do with borders going out of business. Um, that obviously was a huge hit to the uh, in-person bookstore world. But I think it's encouraging news for us um, as independent and self-published authors because now there's more opportunity for discovery there. So similarly, the percentage of children's books that were bought online or directly through an app on a device, so maybe the i iBook store, that kind of thing, went from only 19% of books in 2012 up to 27% in 2013. So that was a big jump uh, in the percentages just within a couple of years. Uh, and it seems to be growing every year, the number of people that are buying directly on a device or from online bookstores. So, you know, one reason that this makes me really happy for self-published authors, including myself, is that the prevailing wisdom up to this point has been that if you're not in bookstores, you're just never going to get discovered. 
But with more customers now taking to Amazon and going to other e-tailers to buy their books and hopefully to discover new authors, um, there is a much better chance that you're going to get noticed and that your books are going to start uh, you know, getting picked up by new customers that aren't already familiar with you. So, you know, customers may not go looking for your book, and I think it's true, um, which a lot of traditional publishers say, that um, people discover books in bookstores and then they go online and buy them. And I think to some extent that's probably true, but one thing that Amazon is really good at, especially, is showing customers other books or authors that they might be interested in. They're really good at merchandising. That's how they've built their massive empire that they have today. And they seem to be really committed to helping independent authors get noticed and sell their books, probably because they make a a better cut of sales on independent books, I would imagine. Um, But, you know, they do seem to be really committed to helping people like us. And so I think that their merchandising and discovery options are just going to get better and better over time. So, for example, if you can get your book showing up in Amazon's, you know, customers also bought these other books by other authors, um, or if you're taking advantage of their KDP Select promotional tools that let you uh, get your book in front of a lot of new customers and get reviews and start getting noticed, then you're going to get in front of those customers that are just now making the switch to buying online instead of buying in bookstores or at book fairs or that kind of thing. So obviously there's still a ways to go before we've reached the level of market penetration that self-published authors have seen in other genres, like in romance or in thrillers or that kind of thing. But we're definitely getting there. And I, for one, am really excited that, you know, there's going to be more and more opportunity for self-published children's authors online um, with the customer base migrating there. So the second story that I saw that I thought was really cool and wanted to share with you guys because um, I, for one, am really excited about this and it's kind of making me rethink my my strategies or you know where I want to focus my efforts is that uh, the company called Smashwords has come up with a new way for self-published children's authors to get into libraries. So up to this point, a big challenge for us self-published authors has always been getting into libraries. Um, You know, they don't know how to discover us. They kind of have distributors that they work with to get new books into the libraries. You could approach libraries, like your local libraries, and see if they would take your book, but it was a very uh, manual process and, and very difficult process to get that going. But now the independent distributor Smashwords uh, which you may or may not be familiar with, they're, but they're pretty large. They have something like 85,000 independent authors and 200,000 independent books listed on their site and in their catalog. Um, they just announced that they're partnering with a company called Overdrive, which is the country's largest digital library distributor. So currently, Overdrive works with about 28,000 different schools and libraries, so that's a huge amount of reach. Now, this doesn't mean, obviously, that uh, the libraries or schools are going to buy all of these books that Smashwords is offering to them. That would be uh, way too large. You know, only a small percentage of those are children's books. Um, 
amongst their whole catalog, but it's still just way too many for libraries to be able to invest in. But the idea that Smashwords and Overdrive are talking about, which I really like and I think could be really cool and, and it's kind of what's making me rethink my strategy, is offering curated lists of best-selling Smashwords titles to libraries so that the librarians don't have to be familiar with authors to be willing to buy their books. So this opens up a ton of opportunity if you can make headway on the Smashwords platform and get into their bestsellers list. So for example, they were saying that you know they might have kind of a list that they would make available to libraries saying, here are our top 100 best-selling uh, fantasy novels or children's picture books or that kind of thing where a librarian could look at that and say, okay, well, we've got budget to buy 25 of those or maybe even the whole 100, who knows. But basically kind of whittle that list down to where uh, you know they don't, they're not totally overwhelmed by the sea of self-published works that are out there. Um, but you know, for self-published authors, it would be an amazing way to potentially get out to a lot of libraries and schools that right now would just have no way of discovering you and no centralized way of um, kind of discovering new authors like that. So personally, I've never really looked into Smashwords that deeply. I've heard a lot about them. You know, I know a few people who've tried them um, in other genres. I don't really know anybody who's given it a, a big go in children's books. Um, and the reason I haven't looked into them much up to this point is because I've always felt like Amazon's KDP Select promotional programs get you in front of the biggest number of readers possible. And if you're not familiar with the KDP Select program that lets you do things like free promotions or Kindle countdown deals, the drawback is that if you choose to enroll your books in those, you are not allowed to sell your book anywhere else. It has to be completely exclusive with Amazon um, for a period of 90 days that it's enrolled in the program. So, you know, since I felt like Amazon was where most of the traffic and buyers were for self-published children's books, I've, you know, never put my book on Barnes & Noble or Kobo or those other kind of um, venues, including Smashwords. Um, but this is really starting to make me think that combined with the other services they offer and the other sales channels that you can get into, the ones I just mentioned, um, it's probably worth giving them another look and, you know, if they can really get this thing off the ground of offering curated bestseller lists to uh, libraries and things like that, then it would be worth trying to make a real concerted push to get into their bestsellers lists because it could potentially get you a huge amount of reach um, in a very hands-off kind of way. So I plan to do a lot more research into this Overdrive and Smashwords program. So um, if it's something that interests you and you think that you might want to get into it but want to find out more about it and kind of keep up with it, uh, make sure you subscribe to my blog and, and podcast at letsmakekidsbooks.com slash subscribe so that I can keep you up to date with what I'm learning and I'll be sharing everything I learn about the platform and about their program that they're offering and whether I decide to go forward with it and whether I think it's worth other authors going forward with it as well. So those are two really cool trends. Just wanted to make this a short little kind of update episode, share some interesting things that are happening in the industry. 
that I think are making it better and better to be a self-published children's author. So I, for one, am really excited that the industry is shifting into the self-published author's favor like other genres have done, like mystery and romance and thrillers and that kind of stuff. And personally, I'm glad that myself and other uh, self-published authors are getting in early instead of waiting until it's too competitive and saturated to really be able to make a splash because I think eventually you know, the curve is going to catch up and there will be a ton of self-published children's authors that are marketing effectively and really putting themselves out there, whereas right now it's still pretty early days since the customer base up to this point hasn't been as online as they are in some other genres. So I'd love to hear your comments or questions on these two trends, what, what you think about this idea of sales moving online, whether you think that's something that's sustainable and a trend we're going to keep seeing growing in the future, or whether you think that book sales are going to continue to be focused in stores and that people are going to keep discovering the books in the stores. And then I'd also love to hear what you think about this uh, new Smashwords program and whether you think that's something that you might be interested in participating in. And if you'd like to check out the article that I referenced where it was talking about the trends, uh, just go to letsmakekidsbooks.com slash five, and that'll be the show notes for this episode. So you can check that out and also leave your comments on the post there. So thanks for listening, and I'll be back with you again soon. Hi, Bo here. I just wanted to say thanks again for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it and finding it useful, please do me a quick favor and subscribe on iTunes or leave a review by going to letsmakekidsbooks.com slash iTunes, or just share it with your author friends. To make sure you don't miss anything, including future episodes of the show, visit letsmakekidsbooks.com slash subscribe and enter your email to get all of my blog and podcast updates, as well as my free guide to finding a fantastic, inexpensive illustrator for your next book. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.